and you overwhelm me with all your waves, Sela. You have accused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you, Sela? Is this steadfast love, is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors, I am helpless. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadfulness assaults, your dreadful, dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me together. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. Let us look unto the Lord in prayer. Father, dear God, I thank you and praise you for gathering us today. I thank you that you have given this opportunity to meditate on your word, that this word is freely available to us and we can uh, hearken unto you and um, study on it and hear your voice. Lord, as we are gathered here, Lord, help us so that we may only hear your voice, your will and your desire for our lives. Lord, as we uh, look into these few verses and the experiences of the psalmist, Lord, help us to resonate with it. Lord, help us uh, to know what you want us to experience through, through the experience of the psalmist and be strengthened in faith towards you. And I submit the rest of the time in your hands. In the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I ask this prayer. Amen. So, uh, as I said, the title of this psalm could be the suffering of the psalmist or the sorrowful psalm. And you can go on and on uh, with all those sorrowful uh, synonyms. Uh, like the other psalms, we have seen such type of theme where the psalmist is suffering, where the psalmist is uh, uh, speaking about his anguish and the suffering that is going on in his life. But this psalm, why is it the most sorrowful? One of the reasons is there is no explicit uh, mention about his confidence in the Lord. Uh, there is no verse like when I was reading for the first time and when I uh, when I came to the last portion I was hoping that there would be some praise there would be some hope there would be some confidence in the Lord and he would end with a confidence but we don't see that over here uh, just a, uh, just a, some uh, background on the footnote uh, the footnote says like the subtitle says a psalm a, a song a psalm of the of the sons of Korah to the choir master according to Mahaloth Leonoth, a maskil of Haman the Ezrahite. So it most most certainly seems that it is a psalm that is written by Haman the Ezrahite. We don't have this Haman uh, mentioned a lot in the Bible, but we can see him mentioned once in a book of First Kings, chapter four, verse thirty-one. We won't be going there, but he's mentioned there. 
uh, in which is Solomon is being, the wisdom of Solomon is being compared to the wisdom of a few people. And one of the people that is being compared with is Haman. So we can just imagine that how much uh, uh, wise of a person and uh, uh, knowledgeable intellectual kind of a person Haman would be because the wisest king or the wisest person, King Solomon, was being compared to this guy called Haman, the Israelite. And, uh, and there are a few uh, words that are written over here to Mahaloth, according to Mahaloth Lienoth, uh, which most certainly seems that it is a tune. And uh, Leonoth, uh, I, I looked into it, Leonoth means uh, uh, affliction or sorrow. And uh, it says a maskil. So, and maskil means instruction. So, we can say that it is a, this is a psalm of instruction about the affliction or suffering which is to be played on the tune of Mahaloth. So, that's the explanation of the footnote. And as I said earlier, there is no explicit mention of the confidence in the Lord. The, uh, but, but as we read and as we read from this chapter, there, there, there are a few verses that had implicit hopes uh, in the Lord. The psalmist is praying this thing to the Lord, right? He's not just uh, telling this few things to his friends or just uh, speaking about it, but he is praying this to the Lord. And why is he, and how is he starting? He's starting with, O oh Lord, God of my salvation. So he's looking unto the Lord with confidence. Uh, it is not explicitly see, uh, recognized, but there is an implicit confidence that we can see or the hope that, that we can see that the psalmist has. That's why he's praying to the Lord. And uh, I, want to, uh, I want to look upon a few set of verses that uh, explains uh, the, the woes and the suffering of this psalmist. So the psalmist is repeating, is, uh, repeating uh, this uh, the woes or the experiences that he is having, the sorrowful experiences in different set of verses throughout the whole chapter. And uh, the, first, uh, uh, in the first set of experiences that the psalmist is having is that he is not able to hear the voice of the Lord. Uh, he, see, he feels that the voice has been shut off. He feels that uh, uh, the Lord has hidden his face and uh, uh, there is no answer, there is a complete silence. And, uh, uh, and as, as, as we see uh, this kind of experiences through a few set of verses, I also want to compare this psalm with the experiences of Job. Uh, when I was meditating, I was uh, thinking that uh, uh, what could be the reason that uh, this kind of uh, experiences may happen in someone's life. The first reason uh, that immediately came into my mind was because of an underlying sin in a believer's life. Uh, if this, if there is a sin that is there in the life, then the, and if it is, and if he or she is a true believer, then the Lord would afflict him, so that through that affliction the believer would turn back to the Lord. But as we are, uh, uh, as we looked into this, and the first verse, uh, the psalmist is saying, "O Lord, God of my salvation," he's looking unto the Lord that He is the Redeemer, He is the one who saves him. So I think that that is not the case that the psalmist has sinned. Or probably because of his sin, the Lord is afflicting him. We don't uh, also know like what is the ex exact reason of his troubles or what has happened in his life. All we have got are the few verses uh, depicting the experiences that the psalmist is having. 
and uh, the closest uh, the comparison that i was able to draw was through the life of job because as we if we look into the life of job he is also groaning or mourning through his experiences through his uh, sorrows that he was being afflicted uh, the first set of uh, experiences that as i said that he is not able to hear the voice of the lord uh, he is experiencing that the lord has become completely silent and and we can see that in verses 1 and 2 let my prayer come before you incline your ear to my cry and in verse 9 Uh, my eye grows dim through sorrow every day i call upon you o lord so he's calling the lord each and every day and again in verse uh, third verses 13 and 14 but i o lord cry to you in the morning my prayer comes before you o lord why do you cast my soul away why do you hide your face from me so he's so much worried he's so much uh, in anguish that i am suffering and i am calling out to the lord in my suffering but i am not hearing anything and we can see that the same was uh, uh, the experiences of job i will read one verse from job chapter 30 uh, job chapter 30 and verse 20 uh, job is saying i cry to you for help and you do not answer me i stand and you only look at me so over here job is also crying the same kind of uh, same kind of uh, words or same kind of uh, experiences that he is crying to the lord and the lord is just standing he he is saying that the lord is there i am crying to the lord is the lord is standing up but i am not getting any response i am not getting any kind of answer to why i am suffering this and the same we can see uh, the experiences in the in in the in the life of this psalmist while he was uh, writing this psalm uh the next set of experiences that uh, the psalmist is having is that he is uh, his experiences like experiencing like he is dead Uh, that he was like that and uh, he he has been casted down into the grave and we have so many different synonyms or terms that are being used in this whole psalm of uh, of the grave or the place of the dead the first one we see in in verse 3 uh, which is sheol uh, like my mine is esv and esv mentions mentions sheol and in verse 4 it says pit and uh, among the dead in verse 5 in the grave and in verse 6 it says a pit again and regions dark and deep and in verse 10 he says uh, do you work and then in, from verse 10 11 and 12 uh, he is questioning the lord uh, about his condition about his condition and questioning the lord will the dead answer him will 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 the wonders be performed among the dead which means uh, in the place of the dead in the place of forgetfulness which he mentions in verse 12 the land of forgetfulness and in verse 11 he says abaddon uh, which is also another term for sheol or another term for the place of the grave or dead so will his faithfulness be proclaimed uh, in the place of the dead is not a uh, saying that the lord is not sovereign over the place of the dead but he is uh, proclaiming that i am so much sorrowful i am drawn to the point of death my anguish is so much extreme that i am drawn that i would have died but uh, and and so that's why he is uh, questioning the lord because of this and again if we if i were to draw a parallel uh, from the life of job uh, it is from uh, job chapter 14 and verses 10 10 to 14 i'll just quickly read that job chapter 14 verses 10 to 14 but a man dies and he and is laid low 
man breathes his last and where is he as waters fail from a lake and a river wastes away and rises up so a man lies down and rises not again till the heavens are no more he will not awake or be roused out of his sleep oh that you would hide me in sheol that you would conceal me until your wrath be passed that you would appoint me as uh, appoint me a set time and remember me if a man dies shall he live again all the days of my service i would wait till my renewal should come so here we see the same kind of uh, idea being resonated from the life of job uh, as is uh, resonated in uh, through the psalmist uh, so this is the second set of experiences uh, that we see from a few set of verses like the verses 3 to 6 and verses 10 to 12 the next set of experiences that uh, the psalmist is having is that the psalmist is speaking about the wrath of god that he is experiencing the wrath of god is experiencing that all of the things that is happening in his life is because the lord has been angry and the wrath of the wrath that the god's wrath has come upon him uh, the first verse that we see about it uh, is in verse 7 your wrath lies heavy upon me and you overwhelm me with all with all your waves and uh, the next set of verses is verse 15 to 17 uh, afflicted and close to death from my youth up i suffer your terrors i am helpless your wrath has swept over me your dreadful assaults your dreadful assaults destroy me they surround me like a flood all day long and they close in on me together so he is mentioning about how the wrath of the god is assaulting and destroying him and from the youth he is facing those kind of terrors and is going on about it uh, regarding the parallels uh, from the life of job i found uh, this few verses in uh, job 16 Uh, one verse in Job sixteen nine, where he says, "He has torn me in his wrath and hated me. He has gnashed his teeth at me, and my advers- adversary sharpens his eye against me." So he's, over here, Job is talking about God Himself. And again, in uh, chapter nineteen, verse eleven, he has kindled his wrath against me and counts me as his adversary. So again, we see that how the how the experiences of the psalmist and the feeling of the psalmist is again being clearly being a, uh, are in parallel with the experiences of job and the last set of experiences that i was able to find was uh, was from the remaining two verses if you paid attention was the only verses left are verses 8 and 18 uh, the psalmist is uh, feeling that he has been forsaken he has been forsaken now by his friends his best friend probably and his, and his uh, beloved as well probably his wife uh, and and we can see that from the life of job uh, first his uh, wife uh, uh, told him to curse god and die and then his friends came and his friends uh, uh, started to accuse him and they also uh, didn't provide any hope so here we also see that he is not the psalmist is also not getting any hope from uh, from his uh, uh, from his uh, beloved or his companions and uh, he is left hopeless so this is how the whole psalm is being comprised through this four set of uh, different experiences uh, that he is not able to hear the voice of the lord he is uh, experiencing that he as if he is dead uh, he is experiencing the wrath of god and lastly that he is uh, no he is also not getting any hope from his uh, companions or his beloved and they have shun him off so what is the point of all this 
So what do we learn by all of these things? As I said, there was no such kind of note ending in a ending on a confidence. Unlike uh, there is also another groaning psalm, which is much more popular, Psalm 22, uh, which speaks about our Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if we see, uh, and if we read this whole Psalm, Psalm 22, uh, it also speaks about all the suffering of the Messiah, of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, the forsakenness and the afflictions and the sorrows. But when we come to the end part or the last part of the Psalm, uh, uh, from verse 20 or 21, the psalmist is filled with the praise and joy because of his confidence in the Lord. Although he has been forsaken, uh, verse 26 says of, of chapter 22, the afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. And so on, he is praising Lord. He is confident in the Lord. But over here in Psalm 88, we don't see that kind of confidence being explicitly put forth. So what do we learn? So I was able to draw three uh, points of uh, three points that we could learn from this. The first point I, I was able to uh, find or the Lord put in my uh, hearts and thoughts was that the suffering is inevitable. The inevitability, inevitability of the suffering and anguish. Uh, one very good verse would be from Second uh, Timothy, chapter three and verse twelve. Uh, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And uh, another set of verses in John, John chapter fifteen, verses nineteen and twenty. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world, uh, rem remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they, also, they will also keep yours. So the, our Lord was the most persecuted. If you if, if you study the Bible, it is no doubt that no one would deny that the most persecuted person, even more than Job, would be our Lord Jesus Christ because he suffered for the sins of the whole world. He took on the punishment for the whole world. And if he was not spared, then we should not expect anything less. So the suffering is inevitable. Now over here, the suffering that the psalmist is going through, he is not able to reason or he's not able to understand what is what is the meaning of all of this uh, because he is relying on the lord god of his salvation he is confident that he has not done anything or probably he is righteous or probably he is confident on his in integrity but still he is going through that suffering and he is not able to uh, recognize that what is the purpose of this all suffering and we can uh, also see the same thing from the life of job like uh, from the very first day itself, uh, his ho whole property was taken away, uh, his children perished, and uh, all his cattle and uh, all his servants, they all died. And uh, what did Job's response was? The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then uh, the Lord, uh, Lord allowed Satan to put to harm his body. His body is harmed. 
his wife uh, uh, tells him to curse God and die. Uh, but uh, but Job says that should we accept good from the Lord only? Should should not we expect bad? So till chapter two, end of chapter two, we can see that he is firm. He is is not moving. But from chapter three itself, he is cursing the day he was born. He is not cursing the Lord, but he is cursing the day he was born. And the whole uh, book of uh, Job, we see as a he is in an emotional roller coaster. He is trying to figure out why is this happening to him. He is trying to figure out like. I have not been unrighteous. I have not done any wrong. I have done the things that are good in the sight of the Lord. I have honored Him. I have been faithful to Him. Why is this happening to me? Uh, and if we read the uh, book of Proverbs, from the book of Proverbs, we all, we see that the good things happen to. Uh, if if you if you do right, then good will happen. But if you do evil, then bad will happen. But and 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 the and the conception that Job had, and the, probably his friends also had, was the, was the same. That if something bad has happened to you, then it must be definitely that there is something wrong in you, and you must have done something wrong. And that's why when his friends also came, he started to. Uh, they all started to accuse Job. They started accusing him that that we definitely know that God is not unrighteous. God is just. We definitely know that. Then why is all of this terrible things that in unspeakable and unthinkable thing that has happened in your life? Why are they happening? It definitely must be that you must have sinned. You must have done something terribly wrong. But Job is adamant that no, I haven't done anything wrong. He's not able to uh, identify. Just like the psalmist over here, he's calling out to the Lord, and Job is also calling out to the Lord. He's challenging anyone, accusing him, uh, accusing the God to be unjust. That the God might be unjust because I have not done anything wrong, and he is, he wants a face-to-face -face interaction with the with God Himself. So we see that the first thing that the afflictions or the anguish is inevitable. Uh, the second uh, that I was uh, that uh, the Spirit helped to helped uh, to put in my mind was about the reason of this affliction. So. Job suffered because of a specific reason. Like uh, the reason we see was uh, in the first uh, chapter was because of a uh, a bet between uh, God and Satan, uh, and Job didn't know about this bet, and Job didn't know about this challenge that uh, God had put uh, before everyone in the courtroom. Uh, but the real reason we 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 came come to know uh, at the very end, where where, where God uh, speaks face to face with Job. So the reason for the trouble that may come in our lives or the anguishes that we may suffer uh, can be specific to each and every one of us. But the most uh, general that uh, the Lord was able to put in my mind was the first one that the Lord wants to purify us. The Lord wants to sharpen us. Uh, look over here how Peter says, like in First Peter, Peter is also addressing to the church to the churches in Asia where they were suffering and in first Peter chapter 7 uh, chapter 1 verse 7 he says so that the tested genuineness of your genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes though it tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ so all that all this testing and all the suffering and persecution that 
might come in my uh, in our life like the lives of the psalmist or the job we may not be able to know why is this coming but we can be sure that the lord wants to sharpen us the lord wants to test uh, and go, and make us go through this fire so that we may be worthy we may be worthy and uh, it may be found to result in praise and glory of our lord jesus christ so that is uh, that is one of the main reasons the second reason uh, could be that he wants to prepare us to be rulers uh, we can uh, imagine the life of joseph joseph from his teenager was persecuted first by his uh, brothers he was sold he was put in the pit he was sold uh, lived as a servant and went uh, was pers- was even tempted by the wife of potiphar uh, was put in the prison and till his adulthood he was constantly under persecution and trouble and sufferings but he did not sin at any time he remained firm he was his life was filled of integrity towards his lord he did not sin and at the end what did the lord reward him he became the prime minister of the whole empire of egypt the most the biggest superpower at that time so in the same way the lord wants us to be rulers to be re- rulers of his coming kingdom the kingdom that would be revealed in the person of our lord jesus christ in the coming thousand years of, of his kingdom and uh, he has even explicitly said in first corinthians chapter 6 verses 2 and through that the believe, believers are supposed to rule the world the saints will be ruling the world saints will be ruling the angels so that's why he is uh, making us go through this experiences that we may be prepared for that ruling the next uh, uh, why uh, the reason of the suffering could be uh, that he god wants to testify about us at the end god testified about job that he uh, even though god, god uh, even though job had accused god uh, at, at the end in, in chapter 42 we see that god is uh, angry at his friends and he is asking his friends to ask job to offer sacrifices on the behalf of his friends uh, even though job was uh, had accused god he is not uh, saying that job you sacrifice for yourself but you sacrifice for your friends because your friends have sinned he wants to testify the same about us if we remain how much in uh, how much firm we are he wants to test our integrity and testify up about us before his angels and before his court so this is the the second thing that we can learn the reason of the trouble the first was the inevitability of the afflictions and anguish second was the reason of this the sufferings and the third uh, how should our attitude be while going through this uh, sufferings uh, the first thing we can see is uh, joseph didn't sin uh, he was tempted by the wife of potiphar and still he did not sin he fled uh, paul says flee youthful lust right and joseph he was young and he did the same he fled he was accused and he was put in the prison but he did not sin we see that abraham was uh, tested by the lord to sacrifice his only son the promised son the son who he had received by the promise uh, from god himself and when he was asked to sacrifice his son he didn't hesitate he willingly uh, by, uh, obeying the command of the lord he went to the mount with the full confidence and faith that god will provide he has provided he has given me the son even when i had no capacity physically to have a son 
and he is asking me to give him back to sacrifice him he will provide me uh, he, he he can raise him up from the dead uh, even if i sacrifice him so that was the faith and confidence abraham had and we also see the implicit hopefulness of the psalmist over here uh, while he is crying out to the lord he is not crying to any mortal uh, beings but he is crying out to the lord uh, and uh, crying to him day and night and in the morning he is praying to the lord and uh, job's integrity we can also see uh, it is one there is one beautiful verse in job chapter 13 Job chapter thirteen and verse fifteen. Uh, Job is saying, "Though he slay me, that is, though God slay me, I will hope in Him. Yet I will argue my ways to His face. So, though the God slays me, I will hope in Him. Though I die, I will hope in the Lord. I will hope in God." Uh, he is arguing all of these things uh, in all of this chapter, and again, he is also arguing uh, his own innocence. and why he is saying that he wants to be slayed because if he is slayed then he can be in the presence of god and then he can plead his innocence but he is so much confident that though he slays me i hope in him that i will be saved why because i have been faithful to the lord and that's why how our attitude should be is full of confidence in the lord obedience in the lord and uh, full of integrity so at the end to conclude the whole message like what did job receive like he spoke with his uh, uh, friends uh, and his friends uh, spoke with him in through many different three dialogues and uh, job accused his uh, friends accused job and job accused god and god appeared to him what did what did happen at the end god appeared and god said do you have any idea that how everything is going do you have any any understanding explain me that how is everything works like he doesn't get the answer that there was a bad that was happening in the beginning between satan and god and that's why he was he, he was he was put in the hands of satan he didn't get that answer he didn't get the answer that he was he was really a man a righteous person and he didn't sin he also didn't get that answer he only was able to see that god is the controller of everything he is the most high almighty and omnipotent god he is in charge of so many things of and beautifully constructed he has uh, created everything and he is controlling everything in his divine wisdom and all uh, god, our lord is uh, telling job is how he controls everything in his divine wisdom and we and what is the response of job after going through that virtual uh, tour that the god gives him uh, job chapter 42 uh, then job answered the lord and said i know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted who is this that hides counsel without knowledge therefore i have uttered what i did not understand things too wonderful for me which i did not know here and i will speak Uh, i will question you and you make it known to me i had heard of you by the hearing of their ear but now my eyes see i see you therefore i despise myself and repent in the dust and ashes after knowing the greatness of the lord the sovereignty of the lord the how much great the lord is he is humble all he can do is rent his clothes again like he did in 
second chapter he repents in dust and ashes that who was i to question god to explain himself why is this happening to him he is saying in verse 5 that i had just heard about him but now i have seen him so that's the experience and that's the answer that we say he didn't receive the answer that he was looking for but he received the answer that was the most accurate he was most needed in the same way if we go through such kind of circumstances and sorrows we can depend on the lord that he is trustworthy he is in control that he will not befall anything uh, to his saints which is not owed to happen he will make us go through those things so that we, so that he may make us worthy what was the reason of trouble that he may purify us as gold that he may testify about us that he may make us rulers in his kingdom are we any worthy to become rulers so these are the experiences that god wants us to if if god makes us to go through and uh, lord wants us to trust him be humble and trust him that's all what job uh, responds at the end we don't see what how uh, the psalmist responds but uh, i am sure that the uh, reason for writing the whole psalm uh, for and also for the whole people of israel when they were in the captivity to sing about it was to trust in the lord that the lord is their redeemer the lord is their salvation now he started the god of my salvation he is the god of their salvation and our salvation and all our response should be to trust in him be humble and trust in him so may this this few words we may remember although the sorrows come but the lord is in control he is on throne and and if he is on throne then there is nothing bad that could happen to us and we are secure